really weird getting everybody spread out like this. Just I just don't know where anybody's supposed to be. But and even that's in the wrong spot. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I figured Nat would be out in the truck with the heat on. He's he's freezing this morning. Uh, good to have everybody with us this morning. We got uh, back here in the back. We got Brother Travis Tyler back here in the back, and he's from Grace Baptist Church over in Lisbethan. Uh, he's pastor there. And what is your what? Are you the church revitalization? Bleh, whatever catalyst. <laughs> so he's he's been contracted with uh, the Avery Baptist Association to help try to get our churches kind of this little pandemic threw a little wrench in it. Uh, yeah, no more no more Highland barbecue for a little bit longer, I guess. Uh, but we've been, me and him's been meeting, when did we start? December, December, January? So we've been meeting a little bit and trying to trying to get squared away and see what we can do to help uh, be an encouragement to the church and the community. Um, you working with anybody else besides? Okay. Uh, okay, we're trying to, get the, trying to get the ball rolling on that, and hopefully we'll be back on our feet here pretty soon. It's good to have everybody here again, like I said, and I'm looking forward to this morning. The Lord just laid a, an encouraging message on my heart this week, and, and we're going we're gonna to go that route and, and mind the Lord this morning. So before we get started, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a little story I read this week that I, has nothing to do with the message, but I thought because we're going to look at how Christians are supposed to be happy anyway, so I'm going to make you laugh uh, first thing this morning before we get into the message. So the story I heard this week, I read this week, was about this uh, old pastor, and he had been preaching. He'd been preaching for thirty years, and he's getting ready one Sunday morning, and he and he got back in the closet, and he's looking for his tie, and he's he found this little bitty box back there in, in the back corner, and in that box was three eggs, and one hundred one dollar bills, in there, and he didn't know what it was, and he hollered at his wife and asked her to come in there and and tell him what it was, and she was kind of embarrassed, and she's kind of heat-hauled around a minute, and she said, well, I, I didn't really want to tell you about this box, but uh, I guess I better, and, and he said, well, I don't understand why there's three eggs and, and 100 $1 bills in there, and she said, well, she said, over the past 30 years, every time you'd preach uh, a bad sermon, I'd put an egg in there. Well, he got excited. He said, in 30 years, I've only preached three bad sermons. And then he said, well, what are the $100, the $101 bills for? And she said, well, every time I got a dozen, I'd cash them in for a dollar. <laughs> so I'd done some math on that, and that was roughly 1,203 bad sermons <laughs> out of over 1,500 sermons that he might have preached in 30 years. So uh, It's good to have a little bit of humor in, in the church, and, and uh, we should be happy. Every one of us as Christians have something happy about, and I'm... Again, I'm happy to be back here. We're happy to have you all back, even though you spread out. It's just good. We need some fillers right here. We only got three on this side, um, but we're gonna we're gonna be over in Psalms 34 this morning. Psalms 34. If you got your Bibles, turn and stand with me. Psalms 34, starting at verse one, and we're gonna be reading something that David pinned down for us, and we're gonna find some encouragement in this today. I know. Psalms 34, verse one starts out. It says, "I will bless the Lord at all." Um, says, praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast uh, in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. 
this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth around me about them that hear, uh, fear him and delivereth. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you, uh, teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is that? What man is he that desireth life, that he say he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of broken heart, and saveth such as be of contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that that trust in him shall be desolate. Brother Travis, you want to open us up in prayer this morning? Y'all have a seat. So we're going to bounce all over this Psalm 34 today, and we're going to kind of look at some different things to help encourage us and hopefully make you smile just a little bit more. And there ain't been a lot of smiling going on the past several months, I know, but hopefully we can get you uh, grinning a little bit uh, this morning. So what we're going to look at this morning is, is again, is something that David wrote. And when David had fled from King Saul, he took refuge in the Philistine uh, King Abimelech. And things didn't go so well there. So what did David do? He just started acting a little bit crazy. Started going out of his mind a little bit so that he'd get ran off. And that's exactly what happened. He got ran off. And so he went on and he was praising God for this deliverance uh, from this, this king. And he thanked God for delivering him out of the hands of such a, a, a bad man, a bad king. And so that's what we're going to look at this morning. We're going to look at seven different things. Seven reasons why Christians should be happy. Seven wonderful reasons why we should be happy. And the first thing we're going to look at this morning, we should be happy because our thoughts have been established. Now, if you go back and you look at, at the, uh, verse number 1 through 3 again, I'm going to read it again. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Together, now, what thoughts have been established? If you think of it, if you think of it this way, our thoughts as, as Christians have been established and are focused on God. That's our thoughts should always be and continually be on God. Always, we shouldn't have anything else above Him in our hearts and in our minds. She is locked on to me, man. She's locked on. 
It's the pink shirt we match. See, we got the memo. Nobody else got that memo. Wearing pink, she ain't smiling. But our thoughts should always be focused on God. What happened the past few months? Where did our thoughts go for a little while? Every one of our thoughts kind of wandered off of God. What's next? When's it going to hit Avery County? Do I have the signs? Do I have the symptoms? Am I, why am I coughing? Why is my nose running? Do I have a fever? Our minds got totally off of God and started getting focused on worldly things. A Christian is established because our thoughts and minds are focused on God and they have to stay on God at all times from the day we're saved to the day we die. Our thoughts have got to be on God and all the greatness that he has and all the good that he has for us. He has, he has us. And I've said it for the past however long we've been through this pandemic. God is in control of this thing right now. He's in complete control. We should not worry. And our thoughts need to be focused on him. Now, a lot of people probably sitting here thinking this morning, my situation is so bad I can't praise God no more. I'm so down and out right now, I can't praise God. There's no reason for me to even try to praise God. I can't get nothing off my heart. Ain't nothing going to come out of my mouth. Can't even get it off the tip of my tongue. Well, I want you to go back and look at Acts. Look at Paul and Silas. We think we're in, in a bad shape right now. Look at Paul and Silas over in Acts 16. It says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Even in prison, they prayed and they sang. Now, the prisons back then are different than the prisons that we have right now. I mean, they got, it, they got Hiltons that they're staying in right now. Some of these prisons are, are nice. You know, they're getting fed meals, and they got places to work out and do all kinds of things. Back then, you were shackled down in this little old, little old cell with rats, and it wasn't climate controlled, so he's probably sitting there wallering in rat pee and poop, and if the wind is open, and I always think about... Um, uh, Andy Griffith, you know, if you look at them cells, the, the windows are always open in the back. They got the bars, but, uh, you know, the, the old cold air is always blowing in. And that's not, that's not something back then. That's not some reason to be praising God. Why would you want to sit and sing and praise God when you're shivering and cold and, and you're having to knock rats off your legs? Why? He had, they had something to praise God for because he was theirs and they were his. They were confident in their salvation. They were confident in the God that they served. And so they could praise him and sing, uh, and sing to him like, uh, like we just read. So they were established. Their thoughts and their mind, their mind and their heart was constantly on God. Always on God. That give them a reason to sing and to shout and to praise. And I like the part here where it says, and the prisoners heard them. It wasn't just to themselves. You know, every now and then, we might be sitting here and we might be saying a little silent prayer. Or some of us, like myself, that can't sing, a lot of times I'll sing in my head or I'll hum. But these guys, they wasn't doing that. What were they doing? They singing and shouting and praising. And it says here, it says, and the prisoners heard them. So they wanted everybody to know just how good God was. They wanted everybody to know just how powerful uh, um, uh, Jesus is and how he can redeem them and save them. They wanted everybody to know. So they were proud of it. And they were excited wanted people to hear what was going on so no matter your circumstances there's always blessings somewhere all right stop stop looking at your own self stop looking and, and wallowing in your own pity there's blessings everywhere you look everywhere you turn get out of your your self-righteous state and start looking for the blessings that are out there start looking for what God has given you and produced for you and where he has sustained you and where he has saved you. Start looking at that and you will start finding those blessings. They're there and they're abundant. They're everywhere we go. 
Start looking for him. Get your eyes off of the things of yourself and start looking for those blessings that he has given you. If you're a true child of God, your thoughts are always established because you think of God always. You've got to always think of God. Always put him first. Don't worry about the things of this world. Think of God. Number two, Christians should be happy because all their fears are gone. Now look again at verse 4. It said, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I like that. Because the Bible, what, he's, what we have written here about uh, David, we know that his fears were delivered. We know enough about David to know that, that God kind of liked that little feller. And, and he's pretty happy with him. Even though he was a, a sinner like the rest of us, God, he liked him. And he delivered him from all his fears. You know what? God kind of likes us too. God likes his children. I'm not going to ask y'all this, but, um, you know, typically parents like their children. I'm not going to ask who does and who doesn't. Now, we, we say this a lot with kids, and I, I think I was picking on Mike about this last week. You know, you know, it's the grandkids. Once the grandkids come along, kids don't matter no more. My dad tells everybody, if he known how much fun my, my girls are going to be, he'd never had me. Yep, he says that about my sister and my nephews too. But you know what? God delivers us from all our fears. God delivers each one of us from our fears daily. There's a lot of people that wake up in the morning afraid to go to work, afraid to go to school, afraid to get out in public. God can and will deliver us from those fears. But we've got to wake up and remember who he is and what he can do for us. He can do great things for us. We've got to, just like I said a while ago, number one, he, he can deliver us. He, he is, we've got to have an established mind, established heart. He is going to deliver us from whatever that fear might be. He will get us through it, but we have to trust him to get us through it. Now look at the, the progression here of the deliverance in verse 4. First thing it said, he said is, I sought David. So he sought the Lord. When we get up in the mornings and, and we start our day and we have this new mercy that he has given us, we need to be seeking the Lord the very first thing this morning. When you get up, I don't care if you get up at 5 or 6 or 7 or one thirty, as uh, some little 9-year-olds decide to do right now that there's no school. Even at one thirty in the evening when you get up, still can't get over that. We seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Look for him. That's what David said. He said, I sought. He sought the Lord. Do you seek him daily? Now, a lot of people just seek him on Sundays. A lot of people just get up in Sunday morning and say, yeah, uh, Lord, be with us. Lord, I, I pray that the pastor is short-winded and then we can get to, to wherever we're going to eat by you know, 12.15-ish before everybody else gets out of church. Don't seek God on Sundays only. Get up every morning seeking God. David said, I sought the Lord. I sought him. He's looking for him. Look for God daily. He had faith. David had faith and confidence that as he sought for God, that God would hear and listen to him. He said, he heard me. That's faith. When you seek God, you need to have the faith knowing that he's going to hear you. He's never not heard us. Anytime that we have cried out to him, every time that we have been broken and disheartened and hurt and just needing a pick-me-up or needing somebody to hear me, Every time we've cried out to him, God has heard us. Not one time did he turn his ear. He always hears us. He hears his children. He heard David. And David right now, this is not one of those uh, bad psalms that we talked about when we studied the psalms. This is one of those 
uplifting psalms. This is not one that's discouraging. This is uplifting. And he was happy. We ought to be happy knowing that God hears us. How many times in our lives do we have to holler at somebody and repeat ourselves and repeat ourselves because they don't hear us or they don't understand us? Pretty often. But not God. Not God. When, he, when we talk to him, he hears us. So we seek God. He hears us. And then what David says here later, says, then after God heard that plea, he delivered him from his fears. So seek God. God hears you. And then God's going to deliver you. Somehow, some way, in his power, he's going to deliver us from whatever that fear is that we have. Whatever has got us discouraged, whatever has us just so down right now that we can't function, God's going to deliver us. God can do the same thing for each one of us that he did for David. That's a biblical fact. He will deliver us. He will hear our prayers. He will our pleas. Number three, Christians should be happy because all their sins are covered. That's pretty encouraging. And look at verse five. It says, they looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. Now looking to God, David was lightened and lightened can be cheerful. He was cheerful. Think about the times that you wake up in the morning. I did this yesterday morning. It was nice. Windows open in the house. I got up yesterday morning early and went. And I just sat on the couch, made my coffee and sat on the couch. And I just looked out. And you just look out the window and you just see blue skies and the birds chirping and the cool breeze. And what do you do? You smile. You just smile. And you thank God that you live in a country, you live in a state, you live in a county or a little town like we And you just smile and you're cheerful. And you, you come to church. And you're cheerful. You ought to be cheerful anyway when you come to church, especially now. Anytime you think of God, anytime you think of Jesus and what he done for you, you ought to smile. You ought to be cheerful. You ought to have a cheerful heart. And David's burden was light, which means it, well, it's just exactly what Jesus said. He said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. When you give that burden over to God, think about when you're saved. And you gave your life to Jesus and you laid those burdens down at his feet. What did you want to do? Smile. I don't know that I've ever seen a Christian get up off the altar frowning. Half the time people are shouting with them. And they're smiling and they're happy. They're cheerful because they just gave it all to God. We all ought to be like that. When we give it to God, when we give whatever that problem is to God, we need to be cheerful and smiling and happy and know that he has it, he's got it in his hand, and he's going to take care of it. I don't give him a half smile, because a lot of times we lay that burden down, we try to pick it back up. Don't give him a half smile, give him a whole smile, and let him keep the whole thing. Don't take anything back with you. He can lift those burdens up cause, and, and cause you to be cheerful when he does it. And that should be encouraging to us, knowing that he is going to do that, he's going to take care of it. Number four, Christians should be happy because their prayers are answered. Now, does that mean they're going to be answered the way that you want to be answered? No, absolutely not. God answers them the way that he feels that he needs to answer them. And I've said it before, you're going to get three answers. You'll get a yes, no, or a wait. He, but he is going to answer you. He's never left a prayer unanswered. There's not one hanging out there anywhere that he's forgot about or slipped by him. He's going to give you an answer. might not be what you want. Look at verse 4. It says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from my fears. 
Verse 6 says, The poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Verse 15 says, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. Verse 17 says, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of their troubles. David's prayers were answered by God. Throughout David's whole celebration here in, in this uh, uh, Psalm 34, the whole celebration refers to God hearing his cries. He's celebrating it. We ought to celebrate. He hears our cries. He hears our pleas. Even when we can't cry and we can't plea, because of the Holy Ghost, he's making intercessions for us. So we should celebrate that, knowing that no matter what is going on, God is hearing our pleas. God is hearing our cries. And that ought to make us, I ain't going to say do a little jig. We, we ain't all Pentecostal here, but we, you, you ought to be a little happy and, and knowing that he does hear, and we ought to celebrate that. God's answering these prayers. Do you know what? Back in February and March when we started hearing about this thing going on around the world, he was hearing those cries. He's hearing those pleas. He's hearing the churches, Lord God, please don't let us shut our doors. Lord God, please don't make us stop having church. And he made a way. Did we think outside the box? Absolutely we had to think outside the box. But he made a way for us. When I didn't know that we was going to have a way. I was, I'd be honest with you, I was concerned because I got Verizon and I ain't got no cell service up here. I was afraid I'm not going to be able to do this Facebook Live thing because I don't have service. Keith does. Keith's been right there with us since, and, and James both have been right here with us since the day one, getting things going so that we can have church and continue to have church. We ain't going to let some little old pandemic stop us from praising God. We made a way. He made a way. We didn't make it. He made a way for us, and we ought to be happy with that. Now, there's four things that, that were key to David's prayers being answered. Now, look at these four things. Number one, we've already talked about it. He sought God. He sought God out. That's the first thing. Now, the second thing is he cried to God with humility, and that's over in verse 6 when he says that about the poor man cried. This poor man, this poor man cried. That's humility. He cried out to God. The third thing is, and this is the big one right here, he trusted God. You've got to trust God when you cry out to him. Have faith knowing that he hears you and that he's going to do something with it. That's faith. But he heard him. He cried out, and he heard him, and he trusted God. And the fourth thing is he feared God. He had a reverence. Now look at verse 7 and 9 one more time. So the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. And verse 9 says, O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. When God answered David's prayers, it wasn't a half answer. It wasn't a halfway done job. I can't stand to have a halfway done job. You ever had that? You, you hire somebody to do something for you and the, the halfway do it? Keith, you ever have a problem seeing your contractors? Do you have to go back and finish up? God don't halfway do anything. He's all in. God is all in. You cry out to him and you say, God, I, I, I need this. I, I need your help. I need you right now more than I've ever needed in my whole entire life. I need you. And God says, I'm here and I'm here 100%. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to help you. But it's not, I'm going to help you, but, you know, I got, I got something planned tomorrow, and I'll come back and I'll finish up the day after. God said, I'm going to help you 100%, and we're going to get this done, completely done. He didn't 
get so far in his answer with his answer and then stop. God didn't just give the little ways into that prayer and say, that's enough, David. I, I can't take no more of you. We'll catch back up in a few months when I've got more time. God heard his prayer. He heard his plea. And he answered him and gave it 100%. God finished that job. God's going to finish whatever job he's got going on for you right now. He's going to finish it in his time and in his will. But whatever he's got going on with you right now, I promise you, the job will be done, and it'll be well done. It's going to be done. Look at verse uh, 6 again. It says, the, more, uh, the poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Verse 17 says, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Verse 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. God delivered David from all his fears, all his troubles, all his afflictions. He delivered. God didn't run out of steam with David. All right, we're, here we are, well over 2,000 years since this was written down. God's still got plenty of steam left, and he can do the same thing for us. He can deliver us from our fears, he can deliver us from our, our troubles, and he can definitely deliver us from the afflictions that we might have right now. He's not done, and he's got tons of, tons of power that he can use to help us get through whatever we're going through right now. It was complete deliverance, and it was a complete answer to prayer. Again, God don't do just half the job. He does the whole job, and we can praise him for that. Number five, Christians should be happy because they are delivered from all their enemies. We got, we got one enemy that we know of, but then there's little enemies out there as well. There's, there's people out there that can get under our skin and try to make things hard on us. But we know that God's with us, and he's going to deliver us from those enemies. God delivered David from the hand of his enemies, and God's going to do that for us. Look at verse 7 again. It says, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. God surrounded David with his protection. God, place a hedge of protection around me. God, place a hedge of protection around my church. Lord, place a hedge of protection around my children and my spouse. And that's what God does is he surrounds us with his protection. We are encompassed with his protection. Matthew 18.10 says, Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? God still takes care of his children today. And that's a biblical fact. He takes care of his children. And I can't say that there's no parent in this world that wouldn't take care of their kids because we, especially here at the church, we've seen it where they take care of their children. And that's unfortunate. But God's not like any other parent. God's not like any other father. God's not like any other person that we've ever met in our life. God is going to take care of his children. He's going to take care of his church. He's not going to let us fail. He's not going to let us down. God is going to take care of our situation and our problems. God will take care of us. Remember that. Number six, Christians should be happy because they have all their needs supplied. Let's go back to verse 9 and 10 again. It says, Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, 
for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. When I read that, the very first thing I thought of was Philippians 4.19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's what I think of because that just summed it all up right there. But my God shall supply all your need. I believe. I believe it. When it says all, I believe it. He's supplied for, for each one of us. He's kept us healthy. He's kept us here at church. He's going to supply for his Psalms 84.11 says, For the Lord God is a and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Some of you might be thinking this morning, I need this and I need that. God ain't supplied it for me yet. It's because you got to want. My dad used to tell me, you're old enough now where he wants won't hurt you. Y'all ever heard that one? I heard that my whole life. I think I was one year old and he's telling me I was old enough for wants won't hurt me. But we have needs and we have wants. And God is going to supply those needs. Is there anybody here right now that hadn't got to eat this week? Is there anybody here right now that hadn't had a good cup of water this week? Is there anybody here right now that hasn't had a roof over their head this week? Is there anybody here right now that hadn't had a stitch of clothes on their butt this week? No. Every one of us has had something supplied. We've had that food. We've had that water. We've had that shelter. We've had that clothing. We've had it all. We need that stuff. And God said, I'll supply that for you. We might not drive really nice vehicles, but he still supplies us with a vehicle to get us around, even if it is an old blue Ford truck. Mike. This is hard. He will supply our needs, always, to the end. Listen to what David's advice is right here. He says, maybe, Fear the Lord, for there is no want in them that fear him. Respect God. Have reverence for God. That's the fear he's talking about. Have reverence for God. And he says, Fear the Lord, for there is no want in them that fear him. Have reverence for him. He'll take care of you. Now the last one. Christians should be happy because their future is assured. Verse 21-22 says, Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. And the Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. David was redeemed, and his future as king of Israel was assured by God. I like that blessed assurance that we get from God. That blessed assurance that we get of our salvation, knowing that we are secure in our faith, knowing that we are secure in our salvation, that we cannot lose it, we wouldn't want to lose it anyway, but just knowing that and having the assurance of God that we are sealed. We are in his hand. We are taken care of. Having that assurance, again, that's blessed assurance, knowing that we are taken care of. True believers are redeemed, and our future as joint heirs in glory is assured by God himself. 
knowing that when we leave this place, knowing that when we leave not Chestnutdale, not Avery County, but when we leave this earth, when we are done here and our, our souls are taken on, it is a good feeling knowing that I am a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And when I get to heaven, and all you that are sitting here this morning that are saved, we are going to be joint heirs in heaven with Jesus. That's encouraging. And that's, there's assurance in knowing that. There's assurance in the Bible, and there's scripture after scripture after scripture that should help firm up and give you that assurance that we're good. We're good. We're joint heirs. When we get to heaven, we're going to, we're going to be up there with Jesus, and we're going to share, and we're going to eat manna, and we're going to walk in that heavenly sunlight like we sung about this morning. And things are just going to be good. We have that assurance. Now, it's a fact that one day we're going to reign and rule with Jesus. And it's a fact that the saved and redeemed, that the saved are redeemed and our future is assured. That's, that's a, a biblical fact. And I hope we can hang on to that this morning, knowing that we're covered by the blood. I hope that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know that you're covered. And that we're secure. And it's a fact that those who hate the righteous shall be desolate or guilty before God. There are, they are without excuses. Folks, we're without excuse if we're always unhappy in our lives. If you walk around and you're a miserable person all the time, and you just mope around and, and just mad at the world, mad at yourself, mad at everybody else, you might want to check up on yourself because you actually ain't got nothing to be unhappy about. You ought to be grinning from ear to ear. You ought to be a pretty happy feller or woman, knowing that you got Jesus, knowing that you got salvation, knowing that you've got heaven when we're done here. That ought to make every one of us happy. We ought to be happy in Jesus. We ought to be happy in the knowledge and the facts that, that were just given to us here in Psalms 33 by David. And the happiness that we can find in his word. Recap it real quick for those taking notes. Number one, are your thoughts established? Number two, do you continually focus on God? Number three, are all your fears gone? Number four, are your prayers answered? Number five, have you delivered from your enemies? Have you been delivered from your enemies? Number six, all your true needs met? And number seven, is your future assured in glory? That's a lot, ain't it? That's a lot to look at in a short little chapter. We got nothing to be frowning about today. We all ought to be happy. Everybody stand with me. Put your smile on. Seems like these sermons are really short, but it's because Keith's cutting his time out in the mornings. <laughs> when you leave here after a while, smile. If you're a Christian, you're here today, we've got a lot to smile about. We've got a lot to praise him for. We've got a lot to be happy about. I'm just happy to see y'all and that. I'm just happy to see the church doors open. I'm just happy. We all ought to be happy. Anybody have anything on their heart this morning they want to say before we dismiss?
Absolutely. Anybody else? We're going to close differently here in just a second. months yes please pray for, pray for them Tanya and, and the kids both that's they're, they're getting the way I look at it it's like when you catch a fish you know fish are doing good there in that water and then they get pulled out of the water and it's not so good they're doing good up there at Cross North and that but they'll do fine there with her definitely pray for them Anybody else? No, they're not. What a time to be in the medical field right now. (laughs) Makes your hair fall out, don't it, Edward? All right, you know what? It's a good day. I know we normally save this for revivals and stuff, but we're going to bless the Lord today before we close out. Everybody hold your hands up. Repeat after me. Bless the Lord. Lord. Oh, my soul. soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. name. One more time. Smile when you do it. Bless the Lord. Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Good day. God bless.